0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone. Plus, spring decor, gifts, gifts and all kinds of deliciousness rack up the deals today at your nordstrom rack store what will you find
1: think you can swim with the sharks talk with mr great white himself roy green the roy green show on the chorus radio network
0: Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Steve sends uh, this. Roy, our kids only learn what is on the curriculum. That's it. Nothing more. Everything else parents have to teach them or they just won't know. And that, do we still have, um, I think we still have our caller there. No, she's gone. So what I'd like you to do is, would you just reboot the phones like right now, please, guys? We have a, uh, an issue with our phone system, and earlier today, it decided it was going to abandon us, and so we rebooted everything, and it was working just fine, and now it ain't. So the studio is going to reboot everything, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get the phones working, because if we don't, if we don't, then uh, you will not, mine is off. So let me carry on here, please. Um, If we don't manage to get the phones working, you're going to hear me for the next hour and a half. So we'll reboot everything and get it all up and running again, we hope. But it is disturbing to me, and I know there were people who were wanting to get through, and uh, I apologize to our caller who was on. I'm sorry we lost you. But uh, 10 years of age, her son, on Remembrance Day, is taught that America is great. Well, we had a wonderful relationship, and we do, with the United States, and our young men and young women, Canadian and American, have um, fought shoulder to shoulder in a series of conflicts and world wars. But on Remembrance Day, we pay homage to the men and the women of Canada's forces while not ignoring those who fought alongside our forces. But our homage and our respect is to the men and the women of Canada's military. That is what is most significant. And um, I guess maybe about 20 years ago, it was close to 20 years ago, uh, I began a, a program on Remembrance Day here in Hamilton at the, uh, at the Cenotaph on 900 CHML, where on, the, uh, on Remembrance Day we would broadcast from 9 until noon, the full three hours outside of the Cenotaph, and pay homage and respect to our military. And I think it was a second or third year in where the two school boards, the, uh, the Protestant and the separate school boards, bust in students. And each school board bust in a thousand students. And to see these students kids of all ages interacting with veterans, and there were still quite a number of World War II veterans who were with us at that time, see them interacting with these veterans was really inspiring. To see the young kids talking with the vets in their outside in the cold weather with their, with their green blazers, many of them refused to wear coats, it was inspiring because the kids really had an interest in the vets, and that interest was reciprocated. And there was one particular incident that I will never forget. It was a grade five class. And the, the, the teacher asked me if, uh, if it was okay for her class. And all the kids were there standing in front of me in front of the dais where we had the mic. And uh, the teacher asked, would it be okay if the students were to read um, a poem that they'd written as a class? And I said, that would be perfectly fine. And I'm still trying to get... If you hear delays here. It's just me trying to get this thing to work and it deciding it's not going to cooperate. So I'll do what I can to get the computer to agree with me. So I, I said, of course, of course the kids can read the poem. And they did, as kids will. And it was, you know, little, little kids, grade five kids, and they're reading it as, you know, as they would read a poem. It's all rhyming lines. And it was nicely done. It was beautifully written, and it was from the heart. Well, at the end of the broadcast, and we always carried the third, uh, the, the actual um, the ceremony, the 11 o'clock ceremony, including the two minutes of silence, and then the half hour with the, uh, with the veterans. And... The teacher came back with her class, and she said we'd li- they'd like to read the poem again. And these kids read that poem with the kind of emotion that was truly incredible i will never forget the uh, the obvious the obvious passion and caring that had that they had developed in the two plus hours since they'd arrived just talking to the men and the women military veterans it was amazing all right i think we have this thing working again so Marshall is calling us from Regina, 1-800-263-2428 is my number on the Roy Green Show, on the Chorus Radio Network. Phones are working again, hallelujah. Marshall, thank you for the call, sir.
1: Well, um, I was just uh, wondering about the, the survey question, Is it's a two-part answer. Um, I, I didn't know that the Grey Cup was in Toronto, but I know about the Grey Cup, right, and it's I know I know the history of the Grey Cup. I just didn't know where the current one was. Uh-huh. So we don't know if eighteen of those people actually knew the Grey Cup existed. They just didn't know what was happening in their city.
0: Okay, so we'll pick it apart. Um, according to the story, as I read it, eighteen of them did not know what the Grey Cup is. As I'm reading the story, so. Uh, one person said, uh, the Grey Cup, no, no, not a clue, man. And another person said, I know what it is, hockey. And then she added, I don't know where it is. So there's two out of two. We did not know what it was. It's hard to believe, though, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is. It's definitely hard to
0: believe. It is. It's, it's, I read this the first time, and I thought, no, well, there's got to be more to this. And I was looking for, for more, but there wasn't. And then the next question I asked myself is, Marshall, is Why?
1: Um. It just <clears throat> the well, definitely the game in Toronto isn't as popular, right? They've always had issues with their team there. There's a higher percentage of immigrants in Toronto, right? There, there isn't as many lifelong Canadians. Um, it's just a, it's a different city when it comes to Toronto. But like, uh, I think if we did that I, same I survey in Western yeah, Canada, yeah, I I, I, uh, I don't you I don't, get totally different answer.
0: Yeah, I, I don't challenge that. It's uh. That it's a uh, a very diverse city, but I, I still that's a huge number. of People not knowing what the Grey Cup is. Anyway, it just begged the 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 it begged the answer to the question why, and then we had our caller, and I apologize that we lost her because our phone system decided to pack it in for a while, uh, who, who who told us as you heard that in her ten-year-old son, on Remembrance Day, learned about how great America is, in school in Canada.
1: Um, I haven't been in school for a while. Um, I don't, a lot of like the World War history, it was on the U.S. and it wasn't on Canada. Um, and a lot, a lot of our media comes from the United States, right? All the movies we watch, anything to do with war, or history or anything like that, is mostly based on U.S. history. So that affects a lot of how we think about
0: Then we need to do one hell of a better job of instructing our kids about Canada's participation and Canada's activities and Canada's uh, significant role in winning that world that second world War and the first world war
1: yeah and a lot of it comes down to the the media produced in Canada there needs to be more
0: film yeah but a lot of it thing. a lot of it has to do with what the curriculum is in the classroom and the dedication with which the teachers and in the university setting the university professors, um, teach teach our history. You know, I go back to Remembrance Day, and by the way, CHML continues to broadcast uh, from the Cenotaph. Bill Kelly is the host of the program now. Uh, but I'll never forget uh, a student, a university student from McMaster calling in McMaster University, just down the street um, from where we were broadcasting. And she said, when they got to 11 o'clock, 11 a.m., the professor just kept on talking. And several students said professor it's 11 o'clock two minutes of silence and he said we're too busy for that do that later on your own time if you choose and to their credit the students said no we're going to do it right now right here all of us but clearly there was no there was no commitment from that professor
1: yeah well it, it, on remembrance day it, it's a personal commitment right you it have is. to take your own time out of your own day to, to do that, right? You, could, you can make a fuss about it, but, you know, the, the rights that our soldiers were fighting for in that war, he has the right not to take that two minutes of silence if he wants
0: to. Not if he's involving his class, he does not, not without their participation and their agreement. No, he does not. Okay. But I appreciate your call, sir. Thank you very much. I applaud those students who decided that they would, uh, that they would take their two minutes of silence. We also had a call one Remembrance Day from an Ontario Provincial Police officer who said that outside the city of Hamilton on, uh, on the highway, they noticed a significant number of cars pulled over to the side of the road. And the officers wanted to find out what was going on. So this one officer stopped his cruiser and he went and spoke with the driver. And the guy said, uh, I'm pulled over for two minutes of silence at 11 o'clock. I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here for two minutes. Maybe not the safest thing to do on the side of a highway, but that's what people chose to do, to show their respect. And I find it interesting that we, we will debate issues like this, and we'll try to find reasons why. So many people have no idea what the Grey Cup is. We try, to, we try to find reasons. We try to explain why. We try to, we, f- we try to find excuses. There is no excuse. There isn't. When we come back, Canadian climate scientist Tim Ball, Dr. Timothy Ball will join me. He's been vilified by many on the left and uh, many in the scientific community who disagree with Tim Ball when he challenges the human-induced global warming argument. The reason we're talking to Tim Ball is that Professor Ball was invited to go to Washington and meet with the interim head of the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, He's been put in place by President-elect Donald Trump. And the incoming, or at least transitional, head of the Environmental Protection Agency also challenges the human-induced global warming argument. Are we going to see a major shift In the U.S., it looks like it. Tim Ball, when we come back.